This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Everyone's a critic on BFM 89.9. Hello, you're listening to Everyone's a Critic. I'm Sharmila Ganesan. And joining me for today's review is January Lau, who is uh, a performing artist. January, good to have you back. Thank you for having me, Sharmila. So together we are reviewing an online performance. Now, I know the last two years have resulted in a bunch of different ways in which people are using the online space for theatre. This is Saris and Secrets, um, an online theatre experience, as they call it. Um, and it's presented by Sumitra Selvaraj, Abhi Arumbakam and Dinesha Kartigesu. It's a collaboration between um, Abhi, who's based in the UK, and the two others who are based here in Malaysia through an initiative by the British Council. It's essentially a one-woman theatrical performance that uses Zoom as its platform. So it's a combination of recorded bits, live bits, uh, stuff that was previously done leading up to the show on Instagram, as well as getting the audience who are in the Zoom um, in the Zoom space to interact, to take polls, and so on. So. As far as online and theatrical experiences go, I think this was a this was a really interesting one that really saw it run the gamut. Um, January, what was your overall takeaway? After I, I finished watching the show, I felt that it was really necessary. Um, it was a really necessary space that they created, and um, I could tell by, just by the how quick. Um, the, the interaction was and, and the feedback and the stories and secrets that were shared um, and how it just flooded the chat um, chat box. And, and I had this huge, uh, I mean, uh, I wouldn't say sadness, but it just felt how much these women needed a space to share uh, and, and offload and, and really just be together as a community. Yeah, so that name, Saris and Secrets, it, it really is quite obviously what that is. Now, Sumitra, of course, is herself a well-known content creator on Instagram, and she very much talks about saris in, in various ways, right? But what this does is hone in on this notion of secrets and uh, basically themed around the ideas of uh, themed around the idea of the secrets people keep, why they choose not to let them go, as it were, why it weighs them down, um, and the kind of societal structures that we live within that causes this. And I agree with you that I think the immediate impact of sitting in this in this show is realizing just how many people have secrets to share, um, how many people feel that they can't, and how many people feel that they're the only ones being burdened by these secrets. And if nothing else, I felt that this show created that space and created that um openness and a normalization of, if not necessarily sharing the secret, uh, because that's kind of not the point, but almost the normalizing of everyone goes through these things. Everyone feels like we are going to be judged or or disliked or excluded um, because of our secrets. And I think that was very important. Um, and I think... Um, Doing this via the online platform was a very effective way to do it. Um, now, this is entirely a performance that was conceived during the pandemic. Um, you know, they set up an Instagram page uh, for people to uh, share anonymous secrets, and they've been sharing them uh, for a few weeks before the actual theatrical experience, um, which I thought was a really important part of engaging with the show as well. And then it, it's done on Zoom. 
it takes on formats that you might recognize from social media, like doing an Instagram live and so on. And I was very much taken by how they not always seamlessly, but very cleverly incorporated the various aspects or the various things that you can do with the online platform. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm actually a huge fan of Zoom performances. Um, and, and I'm always very curious to see how um, they weave weave um, all these little things into the show. Um, I think, yeah, they also had um, the playbacks and the, the, the montage videos and um, the polls, as you mentioned earlier. So I, I, I thought it was, it was a really um, cleverly well put together show, um, you know, and Sumitra was obviously at home, I, I believe. Actually, um, I, I wanted to pick on that. I wasn't going to go there immediately. But now that you've mentioned the fact that she was at home, it added such an intimate touch to watch someone perform and do this, but in their home, because then it kind of makes you feel like you're also in that same space. And again, goes back to that idea of you can't do this this way with this kind of feel in a live theatrical experience. Yes, and yes. Um, that fascination that you mentioned about Zoom performances, for me, there's also been a little bit of fatigue because I feel like everyone's trying a lot of things, um, but often online performances are used as a replacement for the live experience. Where else I think the ones that really succeed are the ones like this, which address the medium as its own thing. And then think about the possibilities. And I think this show did address that. And I think did it quite successfully in many ways. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also the the interaction, I mean, usually when whenever I, I hear about interaction, I, I get I'm a little hesitant and wary because Oh same. Um, you know, because you hear crickets, you know, like you you ask a question and it's everyone is muted. So it's, it's either that or I feel like I'm going to be forced to participate and I don't yes. want to. Yes, yes. I was really worried that my camera was going to switch on when I joined um, in, into the, the, the show and I, I really didn't know what to expect. But I was, I think, yeah, a lot of people, I think, felt that the space was really safe. And I think um, Sumitra did a really good job in creating that safe space by her taking that initial step forward, um, you know, and removing all judgment. There was no judgment. There was no, yeah, I, I felt that if they were about taking away the stigma and judgment from holding these secrets, I think she she did a really good job in empowering um, all of us, uh, actually, in and removing the shame. Yeah. I want to get into the different formats and the different ways in which um, the show addresses these things. But first, I wanted to get your take on the theme itself, this notion of building the whole show around this idea of secrets and um, the idea of setting the secrets free. Did that work for you? Was that effective? I think we also come from this culture. I think because we come from a very similar cultural upbringing, um, from same um, yeah, families and, and, and holding this guilt and shame associating with secrets, um, I, I, I caught on to that quite quickly. And this, this is for me. I, I, I always prefer um, a little bit of space you know, so I, I particularly enjoyed a little more um, when she was talking about uh, while she was folding the saris, for instance. I really enjoyed um, that video because she wasn't really talking at 
me. She was just sharing something really personal, very deep. And, and with the layer of her folding the saris and her experience in just really just effortlessly folding these this huge mountain of saris. Um, I, I liked the bits where we couldn't really see her, uh, where we could hear. So it was a little bit more uh, distant. I enjoyed um, those parts as well. So it's not a criticism, but but I feel like what you're saying reflects something that kind of niggled at me uh, as the show ended, uh, because there was a lot of emphasis at the end, particularly in, um, she directly addresses us, right? Um, and there's a focus on setting the secrets free. I think my head kept, or in my head, I kept asking, what does that mean? What does it mean to set the secret free? Is it enough for me to acknowledge I have a secret? Does the act of me anonymously sharing it with the show means I'm setting it free? In a way, I think perhaps that felt a little bit oversimplified. And, and I recognize that that the end of the show, uh, nobody's expecting for resolutions for something like this, but perhaps, you know, as a show, um, you know, we've gone on this journey together. And then at the end, I wasn't quite sure what was expected of me beyond perhaps the acknowledgement and the creation of a safe space. And, and you know, that's a perfectly valid point to end with. Um, but I think I would have liked perhaps a little bit more tightness. And, and uh, this is maybe my, I'm at a performance. <laughs> I want some kind of resolution to take mm. away, right? Yes, um, yes, yes. Yeah, so I yeah. did feel at the end, but what does that mean? What does it mean to set a secret free? Well, I, a lot of the time I spent during the pandemic was really to, release the full stop or the, the climax in a, of a performance um, and really just come to terms with every day, um, you know, like, and, and I, I don't know, I, I feel like when I watch something or when I experience, it's, it's more about the experience as opposed to um, what the ending is going to give me. Um, I, I, I feel like actually it's, it's been a great shift during the, the pandemic about, um, with the way I look at things or the way I watch things. But I think perhaps for those, especially those who've had, who had, or who have been carrying this really, really huge secret on their shoulders, I think just that act in itself for them, I'm pretty sure it would have been a really huge um, relief and a really incredible way to end the show. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, I think that that really makes sense. Um, I think it is quite key that they call it a theatrical experience. Um, and then you pointed this out to me before we started the show. Um, and, and I do think that thinking of it as an experience and not as a performance or, or even not as a, a play or a, a monologue, it, yeah. it helps remove those preconceived expectations that we might want it to end somewhere. Uh, we are talking about Saris and Secrets by Sumitra Salvaraj, Dinesha Kartigesu and Abhi Arumbakam. And I'm reviewing it with January Lau. Let us know, um, are you still in the mood for online performances? You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Bodacious, fabulous minds. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic with Sharmila. And today I'm joined by performing artist January Lau. And together we're reviewing Saris and Secrets. It's an online theatre experience uh, performed by Sumitra Selvaraj, put together uh, by her, Abhi Arumbakam and Dinesha Kartigesu. Essentially, it's an online performance that centres 
the idea of the secrets we carry and, and unburdening ourselves of those secrets. I wanted to focus on uh, first the performance um, and, and, you know, it's a one woman show. So on, on Sumitra's performance and then on the different ways in which this notion of performance is uh, realized throughout the show. What did you make of, of Sumitra's performance? It's a little tough when you review one person and something that felt so personal. I almost feel like I can't quite call it a performance, but I feel like she was a great guide throughout this experience. Yeah, I think um, her courage, her confidence, um, her you know, she's very articulate as well, just gave everyone, I think, this sense of um, I can do it too. No one will judge me in this space. It, it spoke for itself that the chat box flooded, I mean, was flooded and she couldn't even keep up reading the responses. I couldn't keep up reading this, the responses. And just that reaction for me was, was a true test in, in how well she controlled the interaction, I, I would say. I think it was very important that she felt like a real person and not an actress. Um, and it was also very important that because we're looking at her performing via Zoom, you know, the recorded ones tend to play around a little bit more with perspective, but often it's her in her home. It's her addressing us outside of the camera. Um, and so it really does layer in that experience of I'm doing this with you um, rather than tell me your secrets. And, and I think yes. that that dynamic was really important. Um, and I also think that for, you know, a lot of people were talking about um, how much this resonates with them. And I think that the performance, her performance elicits that kind of reaction. And then we feel like then we're somehow all in this space together, even though we don't see anyone else other than her, right? And it's this, this sort of really interesting sense of community that's created with people that you may never meet. Um, yes. I must say, though, that I actually very much enjoyed the recorded segments. Uh, you mentioned the sari folding one. That was one of my favorites as well. Or the voiceover and the way in which um, that aspect was done, which is a little bit more performative. I really like that. And I felt that that for me was what pushed this from a someone doing a session online to that realm of a performance or a theatrical experience. Yes, yes, I, I absolutely agree. And I think um, at this point in time where we're all talking about diversity, representation, inclusivity, um, I think this work is actually a very, very important one as well. Um, because I, I also really appreciated the little bits where how she so um, effortlessly weaved in um, the history of the sari or um, uh, little facts uh, of, of what... Uh, draping a sari is about and and how it just it just, it just seemed to flow I found it very very um, um, necessary as well you know just you know we, we talk about cultural appreciation cultural appropriation this is a, a, a true example of appreciation a great entry point I think for for people who have no experience in this culture or in our Asian societal values and and culture. So if, if I were to look at it personally, none, no one in my family wore saris. Mm. Um, I started wearing saris just because I wanted to wear saris. Um, and so I had to learn how to drape it on my own and figure out uh, that I needed a petticoat, you know, all, all these, these small little um, things. So I, I didn't come from a family, a, a sari wearing family. My, my um, 
aunties on the Indian side were all Catholic converts, so they all wore dresses. But I, I had, you know, my own first sari experience too. And um, I, I would say that I, I didn't resonate with a lot of the stories, but it was just really wonderful to read and hear. Mm. Um, you know, I, yeah, I didn't have to personally be included or involved in, 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 in these stories, um, you know, so closely, but it was wonderful to experience together anyways. I mean, I, I, of course, do come from, sorry, wearing, why I say, of course, I don't know, but, uh, but I, I come from a, a sari wearing family. Uh, but that said, I dare say it feels like the show is actually more about secrets and the saris are a sort of a metaphor for um, our past or our culture or relationships or family. Um, and I think as long as you empathize with the notion of having ties or having expectations or having um, a family that shapes you in a certain way, I don't think you need to have a tie to sari per se. Um, I think it's actually the, the second half of that title that is the point. I did want to say though, that for me, the one aspect that um, I'm struggling with or, or that I maybe want to see integrated better into the show in, a, in some ways, because I, I want to see the show become more and do more things. I struggled with the certain aspects of the reading out of, of attendees' comments or thoughts. Um, they worked really well in the end where there's a section where people are asked to anonymously share their secrets, mm -hmm. but there were other smaller portions where um, Sumitra would just ask for like casual comments and then read them out. Something about that for me felt a little too much like it was uh, an Instagram live se session, for instance. And, and it got me thinking again about that line between what is performance and, and what is, you know, other forms of communication. And perhaps yeah. I would maybe like to see a little bit more thought or, or better integration of that element into the show. Mm -hmm. I, I thought that actually because it, she started off with that, right? With, with, um, with sort of asking um, for a response from the audience. And I thought it was actually a really clever way of opening up that, that bridge um, and, and just to share something light and something lighter, something sweeter, something, um, you know, nostalgic and, and, and something easier to share. Perhaps it was quite um, a very uh, logical way to bookend the show. Um, but if she didn't sort of open up that that channel, I don't know if they would be comfortable enough or, or secure enough to share uh, what they shared towards the end, you know. So in a way, it, was, it, it started off quite light um, and, and maybe it was like an icebreaker where, you know, we, we just sort of ease into the show. Because, you know, when, when you're doing a, an online Zoom performance, there is zero interaction with the audience. There is no energy being transferred from one person to the next. So I think um, it's, it, you need to capture the audience from the get-go. If not, they will not be invested and they'll go to the kitchen and make a cup of coffee and you know what I mean? Or play so with their phones because you can't see them. <laughs> yeah, and, and maybe some people who, who, weren't really, who aren't really used to using Zoom, maybe they weren't really reading the chat box or, you know, so... I, I I had no real issue with that, uh, to be honest. Any um any room for improvements that you'd like to see addressed? Mm, 
actually, I'm I'm quite interested to see if this can be done in a theater um, on a bigger scale. So we've um, so we can actually maybe we don't really need the interaction from the audience directly from the audience, but perhaps from people online all around the world who are live streaming it as well. So it can be a sort of um, live plus interactive plus you know what I mean to to just add add on to um, to the capacity of, of people who are experiencing this together. I think that could be quite amazing if, if they could figure out a way to do it and maintain this kind of intimacy and the safe space. Um, I would love to see what can be done with this format. Um, January, we are running out of time, but thank you so much for reviewing this with me. Thank you for having me, Sharmila. I've been speaking with January Lau and we've been reviewing Saris and Secrets. It's a performance by Sumitra Selvaraj, Abhi Arumbakam and Dinesha Kartigesu. And they are planning to put the performance up online very soon. So for more updates, you can follow Saris and Secrets 2022 on Instagram and do send your thoughts our way. Uh, are you still in the mood for online performances? You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.